welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make, the choices other people make. This podcast explores all things as they relate to dating and romantic relationships. Why we ignore or choose to ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, narcissistic behavior, deception, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so we can better navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show or have been with me from the beginning, hold on tight for the Anonymous Andrew Experience. Greetings, Anonymous Andrew Podcast Life and the Choices We Make. So I am back, and it is a weekend. And no, we're not doing a rant this weekend. We're going to do some episodes that I recorded back in the end of 2023. Um, Over the last month, you might have heard some of the Lost Archives episodes but these episodes that i am now going to be airing are episodes that i recorded and they were not lost they were just uh sidelined while i was doing the twin flames universe investigation which by the way i'm still doing but i'm going to be wrapping that up shortly so and to the listeners who have left reviews about the quality of the audio of this podcast i have heard you i have investigated it and i have fixed it fingers crossed hopefully so since this podcast is still about relationships and dating and all that that goes into all of that wrapped up in a nice little bow today's guest is someone that I have been waiting to put on. That's why I'm putting her up first. Uh, I have many episodes that I recorded at the end of 2023, and this episode I've been waiting to bring to you. Today we have June Edwards. And June Edwards is a relationship expert, a best-selling author, and a psychic medium. And that is my favorite part. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you will understand why. But she's also on today for her relationship expertise because we're still diving into what makes the relationships in our life tick. Why do we miss those red flags? And why do we make these choices that we make, etc., etc., etc.? So. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to June Edwards. She is a psychic medium and well-known in her field. And I respect her and I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll talk to you on the other side. Anonymous Andrew with you with a very, very special episode today. Today I have June Edward with me. And June Edward is a relationship expert, an author, and a psychic medium. And the psychic medium is what grabbed my attention when I saw her profile. She also has a new book out called All is Fair in Love and Karma. Good afternoon, June, and welcome. Hi, Andrew. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. Wonderful. Okay. I would like to know a little bit about your book uh, and and the audience. So tell us a little bit about why you wrote this book. And (laughs) (laughs) I love that little laugh. All's fair, love and karma, five steps to relationship mastery. So it's hit the number one bestseller list two weeks ago. Great. Congratulations. Thank you. It is a product of a seven week program that I developed a few years ago called the Relationship Mastery Program. 
um, I was in business my whole life and really started working full-time as a psychic medium about eight or nine years ago. And it's like asking a priest why he's in the church. When you're supposed to be doing something, you don't have much of a choice. And people would come to me constantly, even when I was in business for years, I was always the go-to person for questions. And it's always about my relationship. So I ended up developing a seven-week program helping people understand how energy works because everything in the world is energy we're pure our souls are pure energy we're not the suit that sits in front of you we're pure energy and we're like magnets we're always attracting or repelling at any given time and it does not take two people to fix a relationship it takes one it takes one person to make or break any situation okay so for every action there's a reaction when you do something differently the other person has no choice but to do something differently and when you change everything around you changes so when you change your energy to a higher vibration you start to attract things that you're supposed to have in your life and the reason we attract people to begin with is because they're on the same energetic vibration it's like a radio station you can't get the channel in if you're not on the right station right correct everything in our life works that way this is the law of attraction so if you want to start attracting good things in your life, you have to be on the vibration of what it is you want to attract. Correct. So that's the first thing I teach. And I also teach people how to get in touch with their soul. So we all have a brain in our head, right? Hopefully. Right. <laughs> well, our brain is nothing more than a computer. It'll help you process the information that you have. The problem with that is your brain has a very specific job to do. Your brain's job is to protect you. How does Correct. it do that? It does it by creating fear. So people make their decisions based on fear. And when you do that, you're never sure if it's the right decision and you're always questioning yourself after. When you get in touch with your soul, it's a knowing. You don't question it. You just do it. And it works out fine 100% of the time. So if people think back, I'm sure that everyone has a time in their life that they can think of a decision that they made that they didn't really think it through. They just did it. And it worked out fine. That's your soul. That's your knowing. And when you get in touch with your soul, and that's how you make your decisions, you are 100% of the time making the right decision. Your brain will help you follow through with it so it all works out, but it's always the right decision when it's made with your soul. So by doing that, it also puts you on the path that you're supposed to be on in life. And the results of my mm. program were actually, they, they were unbelievable, unbelievable. People changing their lives around, bringing things into the life that they couldn't even imagine. Just unbelievable things happening. One person comes to mind, I tell his story a lot, because a lot of people find me when they're in their last hour and they've prayed and they're ready to commit suicide, literally. And I suddenly just pop up in a commercial on their computer somehow. And he contacted me and we talked and he went through the program and he had just gotten out of prison. He was really great family man, small town, um, had some hardship and started selling off livestock that he didn't own. The result of that was he very quickly got caught and ended up doing six months in prison. Well, while he was in prison, none of his friends would talk to him. It's a small town, so he was completely shunned. His children wouldn't talk to him, and his wife divorced him. So he came out and had nothing. And after going through the program, the first thing he did was um, he always wanted to get a food truck. So he got a food truck. He got a franchise for a food truck. Then within a year, his kids came back. He wrote a book on his um, prison time and what he learned and published that. And then he ended up keep building a restaurant, starting a restaurant, and now dating his wife. <laughs> no kidding. So everything he ever wanted, his life is amazing now. And I could tell you story after story after story. It's just incredible when you connect with your soul, change your vibration, and really start getting on the path that you're supposed to be on. So by doing the program for so long, I realized that every one of us has five lessons that we need to learn they're all the same five lessons and those are the reasons that we keep getting into the same relationships the first one is self-worth and self-worth is not value value is what other people place on you self-worth is knowing that you are the only one of you in this entire world how special are you 
that God thought there was, you were needed here. You're it. You're here. You have a purpose. Okay. And it's understanding that putting yourself first is not selfish and it's not narcissistic. It's where everything else comes from. If you can't take care of you first, you're not going to be here to take care of anybody else, are you? You just won't be here. It's that simple. And, you know, happiness is an inside job. And when you're happy, it really ping-pongs back and forth. You attract someone else that's just as happy. Because you can't make anybody happy. That's You can't make anybody anything. It's all on us. We're responsible mm. for that. Okay? The first, the second lesson is trust and communication. And you have to be able to communicate your needs to someone in your life so that they know what it is that you that you need. We all have the same basic needs. But I don't care if you're a blind, deaf, mute. You have some way of communicating your needs to another person. And you have to be able to trust the other person enough to be able to communicate those needs. You also have to trust that there is a higher power and that there is a plan and that everything that's happening happens for a reason. Nothing is ever happening to you. It's happening for you. It's happening for your highest and best. And when you can change your perspective and understand that, everything changes. Absolutely everything changes. And sex is just nothing more than another form of communication. If you can't communicate outside the bedroom, you're never going to communicate inside the bedroom. You have to trust the person enough to be able to communicate on any level. The next lesson is unconditional love. And unconditional love is not playing the martyr and saying, oh, I have to stay in this marriage even though he beats me every Sunday because I love him, right? It's unconditional love. No, that's not what unconditional love is. That starts to reinforce the self-worth lesson again. Unconditional love is saying that I love you. I want the best for you. I'm not getting joy out of this. This is not improving my life. I need to go and I wish you well. That's it. That's unconditional love. And a real good example of that would be someone that had children. Suppose your child ends up killing your neighbor in a horrific fight, and they end up going to prison for it. You don't like what your child did, but you still love your child. They're still your child. That's unconditional love. Okay? Then there's money and balance. And everything in the universe has to stay in balance. This is why you have the day and the night. You have left and right. You have up and down. You have the yin and the yang. Everything has to be in balance. And money is what we use in this 3D world to show whether or not you are in balance. Money is energy. That's why it's called currency. Okay? And everything has to be, again, given an even exchange. So I have to laugh when people think that they should be getting, you know, mediumship readings or psychic readings for free. Well, you're getting energy. You're getting value. You don't get value for free. Everyone thinks it's a gift. It's not a gift. Everyone is born with this. It's a matter of what you do with it. Okay. Everyone is born with psychic ability and mediumship ability, just like everyone's born with the ability to walk, talk, and chew gum. <laughs> okay. So you don't walk into a grocery store, at least not yet, and plop down a million dollars for a loaf of bread. So it has to be an even exchange. If you're out there working seven days a week, 20 hours a day, you've got no time to spend with your family, your whole life's going to be out of balance, right? And then you hoard your money. You don't even have the self-worth to spend the fruits of your labor on yourself. So this is how money highlights whether or not you're out of balance. And this is the secret to the law of attraction. Once your energy shifts, you have to balance your energy to maintain the law of attraction. It's not easy. No one said any of these lessons were easy. No, but they're all lessons that we need and we have to have. And this is what progresses your soul. And the last and most important lesson sometimes is patience. Because we live in a society right now that wants instant gratification. I yep. want it now. I want it yesterday. And it doesn't work that way. You planned this life before you came here. You know, your soul is way too big to get stuffed into the suit that you wear. So you have some of your soul that's inside your body. People talk about the aura that's over your head. That's part of your soul that's right outside your body. And then the rest of your soul is in what's called the fifth dimension. And that's actually the lowest level of heaven. Um, heaven is like a layer cake. It's all different levels. And that orchestrates the timing of the events that happen in your life. So if there's something that you want, 
and you put it out to the universe. People pray. When you pray, you ask. When you meditate, you get your answers. But once you put it out to the universe, the angels are up there running around, get, getting everything together, making sure they're going to give you what it is that you want. You may not get it today. You may not get it tomorrow. But whatever it is you asked for, they will bring it, I promise. I could tell you story after story after story. But that, your soul orchestrates the timing. You know, you wouldn't want to have a newborn baby dropped in your lap at eight years old, right? No. There you go. That's not the timing. Maybe when you're 30 or 40, if that's how you planned it in your life. But patience. You have to learn patience and wait for the things that you want and know that they will come at exactly the right time. And every lesson reinforces the next lesson and it takes you back into a cycle. So let's say, you know, the universe wants you to think you have choices. You really don't because you planned this life. But, you know, we're here for a vacation and have some fun and things like that, which people forget. So you're going to get the choice, door one, two or three. You go through door one, you get married, you have a couple of kids and you get divorced. Now you're in front of door one, two and three again. If you didn't learn what it was you were supposed to learn in that relationship, you're taking door one again, because guess what? We're creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. Go through, get married, have a couple kids, and get divorced again. Yep. If you learned the lesson or taught the lesson that you were supposed to learn, and this is where the karma comes in from our past lives, somebody owes somebody something, you're either teaching or you're learning, you're back in front of door one, two, and three again. If you learn the lesson, you won't take door one anymore. You'll take door two or door three. And you may very well get married and have children again, but it's not going to end in divorce for the same reason as the first one, because you learned that lesson. Whether it was self-worth, unconditional love, trust and communication, money and balance, or patience, one of those lessons had to be learned. And once you learn it, it's not like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. No, this is what changes who you are and makes your soul better and improves upon your soul. I, as you went through the list, one through five, I wrote them all down and I put check marks next to the ones that, so as the audience knows, and I let, uh, let you in on, but this last relationship is what this is all about. I, you were talking about that you go through things. I wrote it down. It didn't happen to me. It happened for me. When I left that relationship, because I was dumbfounded after I found out what was going on, she had a separate life, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and I was playing the victim. What, how did she do this to me? What happened to me? And it, it's not it, about you. I know. It's not even about you. It had right. nothing to do with you. I know. And that's this. Going back, going back to door number one, my whole life, I chose door number one. Yeah. <laughs> because people do. I, I, I am that the person who got married, got divorced, and then went back and choose, chose door number one again. And I've been doing it for 30 something years. Uh, literally, I was married and got divorced and then got married again and got divorced. And so, so I'm, I'm looking at this list and I'm checking this off and I'm listening to you talk. And it's, it's exactly the life that I have led until this year when I decided to choose maybe door number two. Well, the other people think people need to understand is you don't make mistakes in life. It's not a mistake. It's a learning process. That's the first thing. And you are always right where you're supposed to be at any given time. So believe me, you planned on being a slow learner when you came here. Yeah. Oh, maybe, was a you very... owed karma, maybe you yeah. owed karma to all of these people. What were they learning? Maybe they ah, were learning self-worth. You have to look at it from both directions, especially when you're looking for something right away. Maybe that person that you're looking for is still learning their lesson somewhere and isn't ready and for you. They're not ready yet, right. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I, I feel like I'm having a spiritual awakening because <laughs> I've never looked at it from this perspective. Yeah, it's not always about us. It's about the other person as well. And, you know, that's the other thing, too. Everybody, you know, we live in a world of people that are very selfish. And yes. none of us are islands. None of us have gotten where we are today alone. None of us. We're here. You know, we are here for a fleeting amount of time when you really think about it. For, what, 100 years or less? And 
I died when I was 27. I went to heaven on the other side, and I never considered it to be a near-death experience because I know I died. I had a full life review. I came back here by choice. It was an out I apparently had written into my life plan because I had a very challenging life. And they told me it was not my time, but I could stay if I wanted to. It was my choice. And I literally came back here because of my children. I knew I was here for them. And that was my biggest joy, to be able to be here for them. And when I came back, I hadn't had my third child yet. <clears throat> and we're on the other side for a very long time without a body. And there's things you cannot do without a body. You can't taste, you can't smell, you can't have sex. So we're here like a vacation in this body, you know, to enjoy everything that you see around you, to have fun, to laugh. And when you look at children, they don't have a care in the world, right? right. They trust, they know that all their needs are going to be taken care of for them. And when you trust that the universe will always take care of what you need, it will. You don't need a billion dollars. You don't, unless there's some purpose for it. Like Elon Musk, he started a space program. He's doing this. Maybe there's a purpose for it. But the universe will give you anything and everything you ask for and everything that you need. Even the, even the man who chose to be a beggar on the street in this lifetime, for whatever experience he wanted to, to, to experience, asks for a meal and a bed, all he's got to do is follow the directions and he can make it to one. Someone will take right. him in for the night. I've even taken people in for the night. So it's the universe will make sure it's available to you. It will never let you down. But we are here to help each other. And people forget that. You know, especially with the invention of the Internet. People stand behind these screens. And it's so easy to snide remark or be mean to somebody because they oh. don't know you. And I'll just turn them off and walk away. But you're hurting, you know. These are people. You should be uplifting them and helping them and educating them. And, you know, it's a journey for all of us. And every person that you interact with, you plan to interact with before you came here. And even the smallest of gestures can make the biggest difference in people's lives. You know, imagine the person that is working at Home Depot or Walmart and they're not making a lot of money and they're struggling to just get through and here we are at the holidays and you know you got people yelling and screaming at them at the at the right. register because they're not fast enough or you dummy head where's the bag blah 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 right <laughs> how difficult it is to say thank you for being here thank you for helping me thank you for showing up I really hope you have a nice holiday you know instead of people berating the guy till he's had enough and he goes and jumps off the bridge tomorrow, right? Right. You don't know the effect that you're having on other people's lives. You really don't. So make it a positive effect, not a negative effect. There's too much negativity. There really is. Oh, I agree. And what one when I came out of this relationship and I took a year off from not just dating, but I, I had to find that I had to choose that new door. Uh, and, and I, I think I chose the door, but I haven't walked through it yet. Um, we I have to choose I, you first. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, 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 I agree with that. Um, what well, I have a, I have a question about several times you mentioned we chose this path or this life so before we were put in, in these bodies our spirit our soul our essence planned our life how does that what does that look like so so every every archangel has a soul group okay and we reincarnate every lifetime with the same people in our soul group and there are millions of people in every soul group okay and lifetime to lifetime, you it's like sitting down and planning a Monopoly game. Who are you going to marry? Who are you going to date? Who are your kids going to be? What are you going to do for work? Um, I mean, it's very detailed down to the minutia. It's incredible. It takes a lot of work. And that's the work of the angels, believe it or not. The angels help souls get this down on who owes who karma and who's collecting karma and who's paying karma, who you're going to help what it is your soul needs to learn, what it is you want to do. Um, and 
there's a lot that goes into it before you come back here and reincarnate. And we take with us traits from lifetime to lifetime. So, you know, we reincarnate as, as men and women, depending on what we want to experience in each lifetime. And so there's something called the Akashic Records, which is the book of life. And every religion them. speaks about that. And I got to the Akashic Record Room by accident once during a meditation or in order to control my abilities before I did anything. Because I was born with these abilities. And as a child, I was scared to death of them. And I blocked them for the majority of my life because it's, it's very frightening. And you can't do this work if you have fear. And having, I've been in business my whole life. I was having a lot of trouble in my business and going through a second divorce. And I went to have some Reiki done. And she recommended that I meditate. And I'm like, I can't meditate. I'm running five businesses right now. I, I'm going through a divorce. My head's all over the place. And sure enough, the first time I sat down to meditate, it was like they kicked the door in from the other side. Mm. And I, again, woke up in the morning with people around my bed. And I'm going in to do services I was working at as a medical esthetician. I'm putting my hands on people. And I know everything there is to know about these people. And I've got spirits following me in the rooms. And it was just insane. And I didn't know how to turn it off. So I spent a year and a half training on how to turn it on, how to turn it off. And then my education was taken over from the other side, and they guided me. And I attribute the fact that I can go back and forth to the lowest level of heaven very quickly with the fact that my soul went into the light and went to heaven. And the speed of light is something like 300 million trillion miles yep. an hour. Yep. And then it go, went back into my body at that speed. So my vibration is automatically much higher than most. We're in 3D here. Uh, 5D is the lowest level of heaven. 4D is your dream state in between. And when you go to bed at night and go to sleep, believe it or not, your vibration rises. So if they want to connect with you from the other side and you're not paying attention and you're not connected to your soul during the day, they lower their vibration to meet you in that dream state. And you know it's a visit, not a dream, because you wake up right away and it felt real. Okay, you remember it, it felt real, you remember it, you wake up right away, that's a visit, not a dream, if it was your uncle, your mother, your grandmother, whoever. Um, but I got to the Akashic Record Room by accident, and when I came out of the meditation, I explained what happened, and that there was this circular room of books, and they gave me my book, and I opened it, and it was the same as when I had died, and it just opened up into this big 3D movie, and I was able to see my lifetimes, and since that time, I've learned how to get back to the room very quickly and I can read people's past lives and we bring through things from lifetime to lifetime so one of the first things I did was find out how I died in a past lifetime because in this lifetime I used to love to go swimming as a kid but when I hit 12 years old for some reason I panicked and I could not go underwater anymore I was very afraid of the water and I also love mushrooms, and my ex-husband used to like to go mushrooming, and I refused. I was afraid to go get something out of the woods and eat it. So when I went back into my Akashic Records, I found out how I drowned, and it had been not my past life, but probably two or three lifetimes prior, and I was an herbalist in a European country at the time, and I lived on the edge of the woods, and the, the people in the village would come to me if someone was sick. And I accidentally picked the wrong mushrooms, and uh -huh. I made an elixir, and I killed a 12-year-old girl. So that's why it hit me when I was 12. That's the correlation, and that's why I couldn't pick mushrooms, because of the mushrooms that I had picked. So um, wow. my, my penance for that at the time was they tied rocks around me, and they threw me into the river, and I drowned. Well, when I re-experienced that, I was only in the water for a second when my soul left my body. I wasn't afraid of the water anymore. We broke for lunch. I came back, and they're like, oh, what'd you do for lunch? I'm like, oh, I went to the mall. I went shopping. What'd you get? I bought three bathing suits. And if anybody <laughs> knows how difficult it is for a woman to buy a bathing suit, I bought three at lunchtime. One I took right off of the model. Didn't even try any of them on, and they all fit like a glove. I didn't wow. even make the connection, but everybody else in the class did. <laughs> Interesting. It was pretty funny, yeah. Um, but you know, I've helped a lot of people that are having problems in this lifetime. I had one woman who had been married four times and every one of her husbands had died 
And now, lo and behold, she'd met a fifth person and she really wanted to marry him and she was afraid he was going to die. Die, yeah. So, so we went back into her Akashic records and discovered that every one of these men that she had married in this lifetime, she had been married to in a past lifetime and she never appreciated every any of them, ever, in any of her uh, lifetimes. So they literally came back as revenge to just die on her in this one. And she realized that she's exa absolutely right. Even in this lifetime, she didn't appreciate any of them. And she got to the point in her life where she was lonely. She didn't need a guy in her life. And she really appreciated the guy that she had found. And um, treated him very differently than she had the four husbands that had passed. So she did end up, end up marrying him, and he did not die. He did not die yet. He did not die. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. no, we all do someday, but he hasn't yet. Wow. I, I, I am fascinated by all of this. And I did have my Akashic Records read um, last season. I had actually no. Well, whatever. Uh, several, several episodes ago, I had uh, somebody come on and do my Akashic Records. So I'm very familiar with that. And my ex-girlfriend and I also dabbled in trying to access them. I, I know I can't access them. I don't know how, but I I want to go back to something because I, I experienced something yesterday. You talked about dreams. The dreams mm -hmm. are in the fourth dimension? Fourth dimension, that's correct. Yeah. So when we sleep and we dream, do we travel or so somebody kind of, visits? So if you've ever seen the movie Avatar, I thought that was an amazing movie because that's exactly what it is. We are here playing a part and a role in a movie. And when we go to sleep at night, more of your soul leaves your body. And yes, your soul can astral project. Um, you don't have to be asleep for that. I can astral project my soul anywhere. I can, you know, somebody wants to know what's going on in somebody else's house. I just astral project more of my soul there and that's how you're seeing it when you're in touch with your soul but yes for most people when you go to sleep at night more of your soul leaves your body and goes and does other things it can go can, visit can, can it go back in time sure yeah time is just a construct you know we created time here because time doesn't really exist you know this is the reason that we have um you know we set alarm clocks and we have um things that we do at the same time every day. It's to try to create some kind of order in a world that we don't have any control over. Yesterday, uh, yesterday morning, I woke up. Uh, like every other morning, I have a routine. I got up uh, 5.30 in the morning, and I was getting ready to go to work. And within 10 minutes, my whole, uh, everything changed. I became very anxious. And I was, th this past relationship really did a number on me. And, and when I came out of that relationship, I had, to, I was treated for PTSD. Uh, I felt now I've healed and I moved on and, and I'm, that's all behind me now. It's 14 months. Yesterday morning, I, I, I must've had a dream two nights ago where my soul went and talk to her soul or we met somewhere because yesterday morning I was in such an anxiety state of mind and all I could think of was her. I was obsessed with her. Okay, so remember thoughts are things where your thoughts go, your energy flows. So it's very possible that she was thinking of you yesterday and that's why okay. you started thinking of her. That's what happens. You know, when one person thinks about the other, the other one starts thinking about them. June, it was uncanny. That's I, how it I, works. I, yeah. I, I said, what happened in the last eight, eight hours that because yeah. I was like I, like, like I had been with her the whole night and I might have. I, I feel as if maybe I she and I met in our dreams and we Well, she talked started about... thinking about you first and that's why you started okay. thinking about her. Thoughts are things. That's where your energy goes. Wow. Yeah. Guaranteed had... if you're thinking about somebody, they're thinking about you. Okay. I it, what I experienced yesterday morning was just something I've never really experienced either ever or in a long time. And it, so, it's so try and remember that um, again, your soul is who you are. You're not this body, and it's not always easy to control the body. But you, for the most part, are in control of your body. 
So I also had experienced PTSD and that can hit you at any time. You know, if you had um, things happen earlier in life that you haven't dealt with, suddenly, you know, your brain stores it in a file cabinet and somebody pulls out the drawer, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you are always in control. Always remember that. And it, it's funny. So I do little tests for myself. I'll be on the treadmill at the gym and I'm watching my heart rate and I'm watching my heart rate go up, right? So I'll, I'll, I'll mentally, you know, uh, see if I can lower my heart rate as I'm still at the same pace on the treadmill. And I can. And I can sit there and watch it go down. Click, 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 click. You are always in control. In the Oracle deck, the universe has your back, if you're familiar with that. There's a card in there that says you are a spirit having a human experience. Are you familiar exactly with what that? You are. I, yeah. I don't I, I read angel cards. Um, I don't read tarot cards because tarot cards were made to be dark and I choose not to work with dark. I choose to work with okay. the light. But for the most part, they all have cards that have the same meanings. Um, and realistically, they're just props. I mean, I could read the change in your pocket if you want. <laughs> That's all it is. They're just, yeah. they're just props because a psychic can read, you know, they're picking up and a medium. I'm a medium. So I'm talking to dead people. I'm getting info from the other side constantly coming back and forth but we are just a soul having a human experience that's why i say you're the soul you're not the suit that you're in this is just the body that you picked for this lifetime and take mm -hmm. care of it because you only get one right now i mean there are situations where souls have changed bodies but they're very rare they've changed bodies in this lifetime in this lifetime yeah there is some there are soul contracts where people have exchanged bodies with souls from the other okay. side Interesting. yeah but those I contracts yeah it's very very rare um so don't plan on it this is the this is the body you chose oh yeah no no with. <laughs> i'm stuck with this one now i know that and and i have not treated it well uh, the audience and a lot knows of us that. don't a lot of us don't until we suddenly have an awakening and realize yeah. wait a minute this is you know we're getting older the body keeps aging we can't stop that um, that's why i said we're here for a fleeting amount of time enjoy it enjoy yeah. well, it I, I enjoyed it a little too much because i'm in recovery and I, I drank a lot but i guess that's the path that i chose um i i have a question that might seem odd but so reincarnation is so when when this body ceases my body my soul goes hopefully to heaven which we could talk i want to talk about that so too. the only people that are not there are the ones that have taken a life and have no remorse those are the only people that i have not been able to find in and heaven. where do they go they go to hell there is a hell Absolutely. there is a hell, hell. but you okay. have to you have to take a life you have to kill someone and have no remorse and that's when you go there there are there's a lot of demons on this world oh i there's believe a lot it. Of evil in this world but that's the that's how you go to hell i i have experienced demonic uh yeah. activity and i've also experienced uh positive angels uh yeah thank you um i, I mentioned before the before we started recording that uh, i had a several paranormal i wouldn't even call them paranormal but in in my house i was meditating one night and i was in my bed i i meditate mostly horizontally and with the candles on and whatever it was quiet and somebody was sitting on my bed i felt the bed sit like you like you know when somebody sits on the bed when you're in it somebody sat down on my bed my eyes were closed and i opened my eyes there was nobody there but somebody was in the room with me and I had another experience where somebody, when I was meditating, came into the room and they were standing next to me. And so I you could... have to be very careful when you're meditating. Most people don't protect themselves prior to meditation. And when you're opening yourself up to the universe, you're opening yourself up to good and evil. Evil exists. Okay. And I... so there are directions in all of my books on how to meditate properly. I'm, I, I'm that much of an advocate for it. That, you, you know, it's the easiest way to raise your vibration and get in touch with your soul and get in touch with the other side. But you have to you have to do it properly, and you have to protect yourself. You have to stay grounded. You should never do it lying down. You should be sitting up, feet on the floor, grounded. Okay, I did yeah. did not know that. The energy that I experienced in the room was positive. It was good energy. I even thought it was my mother. But, it may have uh, been. If you thought it was, it probably was. Okay. So whatever pops into your head first is usually the right right answer. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. 
And and so that uh, that information you just mentioned about uh, how to prepare yourself to meditate, it's in this current book. It's in the current book. It's in all of my books. If you go to my website, JuneEdward.com, my first book, uh, A Night on the Other Side, is everything that I used to teach in psychic development and mediumship development class. So it teaches you how to uh, clear your space, how to sage yourself as an empath, how to get rid of the negative energy every day, how to meditate right. properly. All of those things are in the okay. book. I, I think I hate to look at that because apparently I'm do, I've, I've been doing it wrong. But I'm, a lot of people in, do. Most people yeah. don't teach it properly, and unfortunately, a lot of people end up with attachments and sometimes possessions because they don't. If you have a good heart, you're a target for evil. That's a fact. Really? And yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a numbers game. You know, it's a numbers game. God and the devil. It's that simple. It breaks down to those basic things. Everything that's happening in this world right now, just like uh, balance plays out with money, evil plays out with politics because that's yeah. what power is. It's about power and control. Yeah. So this is a war of evil against good right now. It's happening. Oh, I believe that. I, yeah. It, and there's a massive awakening that's happening. Unfortunately, there's also a mass depopulation <clears throat> that's happening with it, but... You know, there's a mass awakening that's happening, and that's a really good thing. But that's something that that the human, the human, us as humans, for the past a hundred thousand or maybe whatever fifty thousand, we've always been at war. You know, you know the Spanish Inquisition, uh, you know, the Holocaust. I mean, there's always again, been that. again. It's evil playing out on yes. the face of the earth, is what it is. It's evil playing out. Okay. You know, I have again, a... everything has to stay in balance, and right now it's out of balance. It's out of balance. The pendulum has to swing the other way, and eventually it has to balance. Okay, couple couple of quick questions that I saw on your profile, and I would like to uh, quickly go through. What is NDE? That's the near death experience. So oh, okay. Scientists call it that because they can't quantify it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's an abusive relationship trap? So it's the same thing. It's door number one, two, and three, right? You went through door number one. You didn't realize why you were there or what it was you were supposed to be learning. You know, it's just like, you know, you get into a relationship, you get married, you have three kids. Oh, she wants a divorce. Oh, I hate her guts. I'm going to take her for everything she's worth. I'm not going to give her any money. I'm blah, 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 right? You're not grateful that you had three beautiful children that you couldn't have had with anybody else and that you're still going to raise these beautiful children together because you, they have two parents, not one, right? And yeah. you're both going to be just as much of an influence as the other. So you can practice unconditional love at that point and teach your children that, you know, we both learned that we are here for a reason, right? Yep. And maybe it was unconditional love that we were learning and not trust and communication. Maybe we had all the rest, but unconditional love was missing. And we're just not supposed to be together, but we can still love each other, go our separate ways, and love our children together, right? Okay. I... So there's the trap when you don't understand the why behind the relationship. Interesting. And it's, it's a... any relationship. It's the relationship with your boss, your children, your parents, even your pet. How about yourself? Relationship with yourself. So that's self-worth. Right. That's getting in touch with your soul. And understanding why you're here and what your path is and listening to the universe, listening mm. to they're going to put you on a path. You know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty, right? right? Because you can look behind you and see how everything in your life has happened and everything brought you to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing to brought you where you are right now, which is where you're supposed to be. Okay. When you get in touch with your soul, you can now start moving forward that same way and follow the breadcrumbs. When you learn how to talk to angels, so angels are a separate race. They were never people. They've never walked the earth. Their entire existence is to help us. But they talk in binary code and numbers. So if you're not paying attention to the signs that they're giving you, you have no idea. You know, I'm sitting in traffic one day and I'm saying to myself, Jesus, I haven't heard from anybody from the other side in a couple of days. Do you guys forget about me or what? I didn't move in traffic. I looked to my left, the telephone pole was 6565, which is 1111, which is the angel's number saying we're working for you. I look at the time on the radio, it's 333. Those are the ascended masters number, right? Ascended masters are working for it for me. I look to the right, 
the mailbox number, 222. I'm like, okay, it's me. Okay. <laughs> They're always giving you information. They're always trying to get your attention. They're always trying to put you where you're supposed to be on the right path. So you're not taking the long way around. Are you paying attention? That's the question. Yeah. I, I, that's interesting. You talked about the numbers because I've been fascinated by numerology and the fact that messages do come in numbers. That's fascinating. So I do numerology and astrology. I read what's known as the cards of the Magi. So the Magi were the advisors to the rulers thousands of years ago. And what they used to use was your ordinary deck of playing cards. That ordinary deck of playing cards are the cards of the Magi. The book to read them was held by the Knights Templar for thousands of years. It fell into the Catholic Church hands around the late 1700s, and they created parlor games because they didn't want people to understand how to read them. The Gregorian calendar that we use in this country is based off of your deck of playing cards. There's 52 cards in the deck. There's 52 weeks in the year. There are 13 moon cycles. There's 13 court cards. There's 12 months in the year. There's 12 cards in, e there's, uh, 12 cards in each suit. There's the red and the black that signify the day and the night. Right. There wow. are, um, there's four suits, there's four seasons. Yeah. Our lives break down into 13-year cycles, seven-year cycles, seven-week cycles, seven-day cycles, and yearly cycles. And the cards are extremely accurate. Uh, when you're born, you're born with a birth card, a planetary ruling card, and a decante ruling card, which is an additional planet that a lot of people have that has a lot of effect on their life. And I have, um, I've pinned down two people's deaths within weeks on the cards. Marriages, births, moves, all kinds wow. of things. Yeah, they're very, very accurate. But it's numerology and astrology combined. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that. I'm, I think my next lifetime, I would like to study that or in between lifetimes. Uh, th there was a question that I, I wanted to get to before and I started and somehow we got off track. So if I leave this body, when this body ceases to exist and my soul goes back to heaven, that, yeah, that's where we, we lost track. We started talking about hell. And I choose, do I get to choose to come back in my next yes. soul reincarnation? You do. Is it yeah. always human or can I come back as an animal? You can come back as an animal. So that's funny. When I w was writing my first book, everybody kept asking me, you know, can we come back as pets and trees and things? And I'm like, I don't know. Let me ask. So I went back and I asked on the other side and I got no answer. <laughs> so I had a dog at the time that had been my son's dog. He was in the military and he found it as a puppy in a box on the Mexican-Texas border. And he was deployed quite a bit. And when they heard their first child, he had to give up the dog. And the first time I ever met this dog, what I'm not into other people's dogs, only my own. But for whatever reason, when I, the first time I ever met this dog, he and I had such a bond. And every time I would go visit my son, my son would be like, you know, Mom, if I wasn't a jealous kid, I'll tell you, I think my dog loves you more than me. So when he had to give the dog up, I told, you know, I told him I would try to take him. I'd never had a big dog in my life. I was a little afraid of taking a big dog. I've never handled one. My daughter-in-law was scared to death of it. And he ended up being the most amazing dog. I loved that dog so much. As soon as I got him, he had uh, mast cell cancer. That if I hadn't gotten him when I did, he would have lost his leg. He was in surgery within a week. My son, you know, it looked like nothing, but it was bothering the dog. So I took him in to get it looked at. And he ended up, my son had him for four years. I had him for four years. And he developed uh, a tumor on his bladder that was inoperable and, um, I had less than two weeks notice and he had to be put to sleep. Um, and it was devastating for me. So I went back into my Akashic records to see where this dog was in my past because I was so connected to him. And in a past life, my son that had him had been my father. And he and I had rescued this man. We saved his life. And he came back in this lifetime to protect the both dog. of us. So he watched over my son in the, in the service for the first four years when he needed him. And then he was with me for the next four years when I really needed him. Yeah. So he paid his karmic debt. Yeah. yeah. So we choose, we can choose. So we're not assigned our next 
Now, we choose, but what I found that it's less advanced souls are the ones that choose to reincarnate as animals and trees. Okay. Um, and when we go to heaven, we go to the level of um, our beliefs and how far along our soul is advanced. That's the level that we go to. Okay. I, I, and we don't change. Is... You don't miraculously change when you go to the other side. Trust me. If you are a real jerk here, you're a real jerk there. Real jerk there, yeah. Absolutely. You don't change. You know, people don't change unless they have to or they want to, whether that's here or on the other side. And we learn and we change faster here than we do on the other side. They do change, but they have to want to do it. So, for instance, I had a sister that I was her legal guardian for over 20 years here. She had alcohol and drug issues, and she hated me when she was here because I was in control over her medication and her driving and things like that. And when she died, um, she came to me briefly after she passed, and then she didn't really come around too much. I had another sister that had passed who comes around all the time, and it took her about um, probably about three years of our time which is a little bit just about a year on the other side i figured it's by three and a half years of our time is like one year on the other side okay. so it took about three to three and a half years and she came to me one day and she said she wanted to apologize i'm like for what she goes i realized you know i've been working on myself over here because i don't want to come back and have to relearn what i didn't learn last lifetime i don't want to live my life that way again and I wanted to apologize because I was terrible to you. She was, I was very jealous of you. I, I looked at the life that you had, and I thought that it was better than the life that I had had. And I didn't follow my life plan, basically. Um, and she came through and apologized to me and told me she had been working on it. And she looked great when she came through. She looked great. And they can come through, you know, and look at, you know, they can come through any way they want on the other side. My mom died at 93. She comes through about the age of 19 because that's what she thought she looked the best in this lifetime. Fascinating. One more question and then we'll wrap it up. We'll tell us where we can find you. Uh, when you go to heaven, let's say, uh, you said we don't change unless we want to. So if I want to go, if I, when I pass on, are there places in heaven that we can advance? So I, I go to heaven and I, and I want to be a better soul. Can we go to school? Or is there schools in heaven? So it's not really school from what they've shown me. It's almost like group counseling. Oh, okay. With um, guides and angels, basically, that you kind of group counsel with. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's but what help. she was doing. Okay. That's what she was doing. And I had a, a dear friend of mine that I grew up with that committed suicide. And he was one of the first people that I brought through when I was starting to do mediumship. And I didn't know how to get rid of it at the time. And he was just, he was beside himself. He was crying and upset. And I walked around for three days like that. Fast forward a couple of years later, his parents had passed and I went to go visit his grave. And as soon as you ask or see that, you know, you want, you have, you're thinking about them, anything, they show up immediately. So I'm at the cemetery and I see that there's two open graves next to him. And I'm like, oh, that's odd. And he showed up immediately and his parents had just passed, both of them. <clears throat> I didn't ask him how. And I don't know, it was together or separate. I have no idea. But he let me know that he had been working on himself. He was very happy. Um, he understands why he committed suicide. It will never happen again. Um, and you have to work with them on the other side before you can ever reincarnate because suicide is never an acceptable out. You've let everybody down that you planned to help and, and interact with in this lifetime. So before you can reincarnate again, you have to work with them so they figure out what went wrong that you quit the game and left basically so if you take your own life now and you, you cannot come back until you worked with the angels work, and figured out why angels. why yeah. did you quit why did you let everybody down what happened what went wrong interesting yeah, yeah. it is very, very very complicated oh i can yeah. i i am yeah eventually my, i'm gonna write another book of all this other incidental stuff they were always teaching me it's, it's unbelievable yeah my my head is filled with questions and and scenarios and, and because this is I just find lot, it all yeah. fascinating so yeah it's amazing June where can we find you online where can we find your book 
Uh, my books are all on Amazon, but there are links on my website at juneedward.com. You can also schedule an appointment with me at juneedward.com. There is a free webinar on relationships that everyone can sign up for on my website, and they can watch that at no charge. Um, oh, really? Okay, good. Yeah. And then they can uh, they can interact with me there. They can interact with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Truth, on uh, Instagram, and all the social medias. Okay. Um, I think I have your your social your uh, media kit you sent over, so I will yep. put all of that in the show notes. Yep. Um, I do speaking engagements if someone has a business and they're trying to get their employees to do a better better job for them and understand how energy works. I do I do speaking engagements as well. Um, anything that can help. Yeah, I find you fascinating and what you do fascinating and everything about us fascinating. So. Do any, any parting thoughts or words for us? Advice? So, since since it's a relationship show and I know everyone is looking for a little tidbit on what can I do, one of the biggest things you can do is not trigger people. And to not trigger people, don't ask them questions. You know, if you walk into your spouse in the morning, you say, hey, how was your day? And you know you're having issues and problems. You don't want to do that because the first thing they're going to do is react. What the hell do you care how my day went? Blah, blah, blah. So just walk in and say, hey, I, don't know, I hope you had a great day today. Big difference, right? Now yeah. they're going to think about it. Hmm, did I have a good day? It was okay. You know? But they're not going to be triggered by that. It's, very, it's a very simple thing that people can do. And that comes back to lesson number two is communication, how we communicate. Exactly. So. exactly. Yep. In interesting. June, thank you so much. Um, I, I, I'm thinking I might have to have you back. This is so much more to cover. So, uh, anytime. Thank you for yeah. having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. You know, I was born, raised, indoctrinated as a Roman Catholic. Catholic grammar school, Catholic high school, Catholic college, two of them even worked for the Catholic Church uh, as a contractor for that's, that's another story for another day and I have struggled with the concept of not just God with a capital G but any God since I left college and of course, when my drinking career took off, there wasn't even a God in my life. Uh, since I've entered the 12 steps again, <clears throat> because I wasn't there once before, that's why I say again. And over the past nine years and over the several relationships I've been in, including the last one, I have opened my mind to the concept of not only a higher power, but a higher power that resides in the universe and the universe itself. And on social media and other podcasts and in many places, you hear the term woo-woo like it's actually I, I don't know where that came from but I totally believe in life after death I, I, but I don't I don't grasp the concept of you die and you go to the gates of heaven where St. Peter will meet you and you'll be either sent to hell because of A, B, and C or or you'll be you have to answer five questions, whatever. I mean, it's all nonsense. It's all crap. Today, I live my life as to the best of my ability as, as, a, as a decent human being. Anyway, I'm getting way off topic. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast please take a few minutes 
and go down below and leave me a review. And if you have a friend or family member or anybody else that might be struggling in a relationship, please pass this podcast along. I already know that some people have done that and they have um, been helped. They, they listen to the podcast and they've gotten help. If you are going to get into a relationship and commit to somebody, I urge you to think long and hard. Is this person the right person for me? Am I making the right choice? Until next time. Ciao. Thank you.